When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Season two of the Pat and JT podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time, always gonna be the best. To come out. Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. Right. Sweetstock.com is where you can get your Sweetstock tickets. Obviously, it's going right. to be a great show, August 28th, which is coming up. Two. We are already, full, well, as Three this, weeks, two days. It's crazy. From today, being We're, Thursday, August 5th in our world. Week and a half away from school starting. Uh, just weeks away from sweet stock already. Husker right? football. It's just crazy. This stuff. summer is going, this year is going fast. Dana Camp in the studio. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Fantastic. So is your summer flying by too? Oh, yeah. This is, <laughs> what? Where was 20, I, 2021? In August. Where did that go? I don't even remember. It's like no. blink. Everything mm-hmm. has been just like so this. fast. Everything. It feels like somebody like, like turned it up a notch. Yeah. Um, every, the time goes by just even in the day, like the morning hours just fly by and all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my God, it's almost noon. Yeah. <sighs> Where's my day going? Um, but yeah, you're right. August is kind of like, and, and our newsletter went out, I think it goes out or it's already out. I think it's already out. Um, yeah, but I, I think it went out last week. I was doing the newsletter this, this month, this time. And you don't know and if it went out. I can't remember yeah. when it went out. I handed <laughs> off to Nick. Let me put it that way. I handed <laughs> off to our minion <laughs> and then mm-hmm. Nick's our minion and he takes care of all that stuff for us to make sure everything goes like it's supposed to but i was just talking about august is like that reset month it's like you kind of shift gears from summertime to all the fall stuff that you were you were talking about mm-hmm. um yeah school so your daughter yeah she's a week and a half away from going what your age junior birthday what? um four seventeen oh five. yeah so she's and and that is insane to me that she's gonna be a junior uh, you I'm and me sure. both. <laughs> you and me both. Right? I'm just like, wait, what? Yeah. How can that be already? You and me both. And um, yeah. And uh, Bennett and his buddies applying actually today for an apartment. Found one. So oh it's God. like, what is going on? So they're going to get a place. Mm-hmm. That's how many of the, how many guys live in one place? Uh, it'll be three. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. Three cleaning, right? <laughs> well, actually one of them their their aunt is an she cleans houses and she agreed that, that every couple of weeks she'd come in and clean for him. Oh my god. Otherwise it's going to be like deposit losing disaster. Say, yeah. <laughs> it, I was going to say absolute disaster. I would want some kind of um, war insurance. I think we talked about that the mm, other day. Yeah. I would, if I was if I was a landlord, I would be like um how I, many? I know, and like I feel it's like I almost feel bad because these this apartment complex like oh yeah they cuz they all have full, they're working full time and right now you're making a lot of money working part time these kids. Yeah. So like well yeah their income all together is fine so they might not need a co-signer. I'm thinking Arr! Okay, good. I mean, hey, you, you're going to lose your deposit, boys, if you don't clean up the carpet. If you, you know, they're, and they're not partiers, but, but, but they're boys. To, I mean, regardless, this Hole is like one wall. of those things. Just I mean, and recklessness, like yeah. horsing around, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think about one of the uh, financial rules that you'll hear, hear people say is co signing for your own child, even, is like a disaster. Because it can so easily go sideways. Done it. Been right? there. Right? Yeah. Been there. Mm-hmm. And then if you have two other people that you're also depending on that are other people's children, not a chance. I co-signed once on a loan. I'm 
still got that hanging over my head because it was for a student loan for an ex. Just having roommates. And I'm still getting notes from Sally freaking May. And I am oh, like, <laughs> and, that's... I'm, and I'm like, well, you just pay it off. Because it has been more than a minute. <laughs> and, and you are guarantee you're not a pilot. I, you, I know you're not a pilot. I know it didn't pay off. And your brother's a freaking banker. Would you pay, pay it, it off. off and get my name off of this? I'm so tired of Just that. start forwarding them consolidation information. Oh my God. Right? It's right? insane. It is insane that I still get stuff like that. So yeah, I, I, my recommendation is co-sign for nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Oh, but then they don't move away. <laughs> so, okay, see, that's so why. You, you yeah. have to weigh it, right? Yeah. Uh, you have to weigh it because you have to decide how much do I want my freedom? Well, then, okay, the other side of that is I still wouldn't co-sign. I'd be like, okay, fine, I'll pay for it and you pay me back. I'm, I just don't want to be, a, I'm not signing shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not signing anything. Yeah. I would be like, we'll make an agreement between us. But I'm not going to be on the hook to someone else because you mess up. Yeah, I know. Just, it's it's it's, it's credit a, it's, wise. It's weird. It's crazy because your credit, man. I tell you, you know, you go through that. Yeah. The whole credit debacle. Oh, yeah. Rough. You're like, and then you're pissed because you didn't do it. You did all the right things. And then, well, and, and, and they walk away. Sca- you know, what's skate, funny is that they, these boys they want roommates. They want to have, they, and the, but they really aren't like partiers. They don't. No. They're just dirty kids, <laughs> just because they're boys. But. Oh, I've, they, oh, they want roommates. Sophia doesn't want exclusive. anything to do with a roommate. She's like, is there such thing as like a one bedroom, like right. by myself? I'm like, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So I that's was, what I she would, wants. So that was so interesting because when I went to college, they match you up with your roommate, right? Who are you yeah. going to get? Yeah. And mine was not a good match. And <laughs> well, that's a so, shocker. <laughs> but I did find another girl that we were really good friends. Her roommate was not a good match either. And mine left or her left. I don't know. But anyway, we got to be roommates. And then she didn't come back after the first quarter or first semester. Bye. And so I had the room to myself. Best roommate ever. Which was awesome. Yeah. And I'm so all about it. So what, what, is, uh, what does Sophia look like to you on, oh, uh, as far as numbers mm-hmm. go? Yeah. She leans heavily into being a perfectionist. She's very hard sure. on herself. She's very organized, very mm. type A when that's it comes to, to control. That stuff. That's the that's yeah. her illusion of control mm-hmm. helps her feel safe in that. But like she's calculating, she has a plan. She wants it to execute exactly the way that she anticipates it. Hundred percent. But she leans into fantasizing what that'll look like and then she creates disappointment. Okay. Because things know. don't always turn out like she, expectations might be a little off. Well, or or is she set them too she high? Has a three, or she, just, she so well. I'm a three and she's got a three attitude. Okay. And so threes are very optimistic. They look for the bright side of everything. They our expectations are always that people are going to show up as their best version. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. And so when yes. we are banking on everybody showing up through our rose colored glasses, mm-hmm. when they don't show up, then we're like, whoa. I didn't even see that coming. Like that's I didn't right. you don't see sign them. for anybody. No, sorry. <laughs> anyway, right. Back Whatever the, the opposite of the three is, that's me. I don't <laughs> right. trust anybody. But at the <laughs> same time, but at the same time, she came here to be a leader. Like her purpose is to be a leader. So she's a lot like Dad in a lot of ways. She's rocking that eight and that one. So they have uh-huh. a lot in common that way. That drive. That that self esteem stuff. Like all of that's dad and daughter shared stuff. So, but she's. And on the inside, her gift is the ability to, like, become the executive and run things. Interesting. And if she works hard at that communication that she has, she can read people really well. She just has to trust it. And she can she can wield some power in this world 
if she can hone in. And what I tell people is, is threes come in with rose-colored glasses, but they have an eye patch over one eye. They're not seeing the whole person, and it's okay. But ones and eights tend to be really hard on themselves. So what she doesn't want to see in other people is something she doesn't want to see in herself, right? Sure. Okay, that makes sense. So that's kind of like what we call our shadow work. Like anything that we don't show people because we think they won't love us or the love is conditional, then we kind of shove it away and put it in that closet, and we don't want to look at it. Because we lean into our fantasy we don't want to feel anything that doesn't feel ideal. So there's, we put things in the closet a lot rather than feel mm. it and be uncomfortable for a little bit and mm. then let it move through. We tend to right. tuck it away and just try to plow forward. And her eight energy from her birthday is very much like that horse with the blinders on, right? Yeah. They see that they have a goal and that's all they look at. You can at. also look at it with the blinders, no distractions. Yeah, but... Yeah, uh, that's because you right, need the big picture in order is, to be successful. So you kind of have to be able get to. That, it's uh, like looking through um, a keyhole mm-hmm. when you can just open the door yeah. and see the big picture, not just what you're focusing. That's a good on. analogy, yeah. Right. Honestly, a lot of people do that every day, every stinking day. We've talked about this before. When you're driving to work every day, if all of a sudden you would just lift your head up and look to the right while you're driving, just just look around a little, <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, I didn't even know that building was there. And oh, how Chick-fil-A many been there? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had one of those moments when I saw a hotel that's over by West Roads, like a few years back. And I was like, when did they build that? Yeah. <laughs> like, You've probably seen it every day. You just didn't pay attention. Well, you, didn't, you don't need a hotel, so you don't pay attention to it yeah. being there. Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with your goals. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like the blinders thing. Yeah. I didn't even see it. Yeah. And there's, uh, there's, and there's a couple others that were on Dodge. Dodge Street blows my mind because there's so much going on down there. But if you're just watching traffic which you're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. you, you miss a lot. <laughs> yeah, you do. She, she can be incredibly inspirational. Like she's cool. She can be a, a great cheerleader for other people mm-hmm. that need that inspiration. Which and, she is. She, she, she is. And she, and, and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but she, I mean, probably once a month I'll say to Beth or it just in my head, I'm like, man, Sophia's really handling whatever very, very well. You know, like in there, it's, it's, she had an issue with her mom in the last couple of weeks. And I'm like, she just, the fact that she's just not talking about it. She just seems like she's dealing with it really, really well. And so I over communicate that like, Hey, are you okay? Let's talk about this. She's like, no, I'm fine. I'm good. And I'm thinking, well, is, is that the blinder situation? Compartmentalizing these feelings, not that's, wanting to feel them. That's the fantasy part, right? Yeah. Like it's uncomfortable. I don't want to deal so with it. So a la la la. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't want to see it or hear Don't it. Talk about well, it. she can't a la 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 with me because I I pull those fingers out of her ear and be like, "We're talking about this." Yeah. To, to the point where it probably pisses <laughs> you know, her off. I'm sure it, does. <laughs> it, it It probably makes her mad, yeah. but at the same time, she's super grateful because she's not the kind of person who asks for help. No, she's not. And so, unless she needs money, and people won't and people won't notice that mm-hmm. she needs help. Mm-hmm. Because she c- comes off like she's got it all under control. Yes. And so it's good that you call her on that because she needs to know that it's okay to need help and it's okay to ask for help. She'll be there for everybody else, but she won't ask you to be there for her. She needs to, so she's a giver who needs to learn how to become a receiver. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, she'll only attract takers. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Right? And takers don't become givers. Exactly right. So if she finds herself surrounded by people who are always needy, who always. Damsel, Look to her. The, the damsels in distress kind of syndrome. It's but like at the always, same time, like that, she, wants to fix she, she tends to, to lean into that rescuer, right? Mm-hmm. 
but you exactly but but that's what you attract yes and you but she's comfortable there because when you're when you're focused on people outside of you and helping them you're not paying attention to what you need to do for you or drawing attention so rescuers (laughs) typically find the things they need to heal in themselves in the people they're trying to help so they need to turn that inward and go you know i get this kind of thing a lot what in me is unhealed why do i keep attracting people with this and i keep getting i keep taking on more than's mine and i keep burdening myself with this stuff right right how do i look inside and say okay what in me is unhealed and how do i become aware of that so that i can shift out of this pattern because this pattern is exhausting yeah. yes right yes yeah so she's she's got so much potential she's going to be an amazing leader but she has to understand what a leader is a leader isn't somebody who's perfect. Mm-hmm. A leader is somebody who tries things, who's a pioneer, who steps out of their comfort zone and does something yeah. that they may not be good at, but they don't know, but they're willing to try and then get up and dust themselves off and go, oh yeah, I tried it this way. This is what works. Yeah. And that's yeah, what right. makes a leader, right? Really good leaders probably, f- and then they should fail a lot because you learn more by failing. You have to, well, and, and right? here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have to shift the way you feel about that word failure. Mm-hmm. Is it a failure or was it an opportunity to grow? Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. It it's not yeah. a failure. It's an opportunity to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So, and if you are always protecting yourself and you're only doing things you feel safe doing, you're not growing. Nope. Right. Exactly. And right. you cut yourself off from the joy of experiences because then you're not taking chances and trying new things. And so what if you fall? So what if, you know, laugh it off because you're not the first one who's ever fallen. Right. And ones typically feel like everyone's looking at them, but if everyone's thinking the same thing, no one's looking at anybody but themselves. And I wish kids would listen because I remember my parents, my grandparents (laughs) having this same conversation with me and them thinking, just trust me, just trust me. You're not going to succeed at everything, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And have these same conversations with my kids. I'm like, you guys just trust me. Just get through school. This isn't the worst day of your life. Just trust me. So there's so many worse days coming. Right. Is that what (laughs) (laughs) This is nothing. This isn't the worst. Yeah. (laughs) Like you guys just, just get through. There's way more guys. Just trust me on that. Like this is, you think high schools? Right. Don't give, give it a minute. Right. They're, yeah, right. Because you hear, you hear them talk about the issues that are going on. And to them, it's their whole world. Yeah. And after you have these conversations, you walk out of them, you're like, oh, you've, you've got to be kidding me. That's what's consuming your thoughts and your brain. But you know, they have no experience. Mm -hmm. So I just, hearing you say that, it's like, yeah, you just, you just need to understand that trying a million things Failing at almost all of them, as long as you find one or two that you're good at and you're successful, that's all you need. But think that's of it, the only way you find things. Is too. by trying, right? And just yeah. think of it as refining yourself, finding those things that you are good at, right? Mm-hmm. How do you find them if you never try them? You may never find out right? that you you're are really missing right. good at something. And I'm speaking from experience yeah. because I'm a one attitude. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things I didn't try in my life because I thought everybody would laugh or look at me or, you know, I would be worried about what other people would think. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you turn, you know, you hit your late thirties, forties and you're like, I don't really care anymore what anybody (laughs) thinks. Yeah. And now I'm like, but I'm really not in a position to do that anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there's certain things I feel like I might've missed a window on. Yes. Just physically not capable of trying anymore. But like. It is. I mean, the, 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 the old saying that wisdom is wasted or, or, or 
what is it? Youth is wasted. Wisdom is wasted on the or whatever. No, How does it go? Youth is wasted on the youth young or whatever. Something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, but you're smarter when you get it, older. It's like, why? Yeah. Really? It is. Because mm-hmm. by the time you figure it out, you can't do some of the things anymore that you wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> youth like, is wasted on the young, I think is what it is. Something like that. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you realize the opportunities which, and, and just like, wow, why didn't I just go ahead and do that? Why didn't I just go ahead and do that? You know, it's like, you know, I wish I would have moved that time I wanted to move. I wish I would have said, you know what, I'm going to go live in this part of the country for a while. And and I had those aspirations, and then five years turned into ten. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Before you know it. And you're like, holy crap. Just do it. How yeah. did this happen? Well, yeah. this is okay. a big year for her of empowerment. This okay. is her year of empowerment for her. She's going to step into her power. Well, she's getting, she applied she for another sassy? job. <laughs> oh, getting? She applied for a, another job yesterday uh, because yeah. she wanted more money and more hours. She's actually going to be working two jobs. Nice. Uh, she's got her car, taking okay. care of that, paying her own insurance, doing all that kind of stuff. And she's pretty, and it, it's cool because she, she bitches about the money, but you know what I mean? Like having to pay all this stuff. But I know. <laughs> I know that it makes her happy that she's suppo- that she's, she's supporting herself, herself. Yeah. doing it herself. She still asks for money, mm-hmm. like going out for with her friends yeah. and stuff. But overall, well, she doesn't want to spend th- her money on. No, that that's dad. funny. Yeah, she's like, Dad, I'm trying to, get- to save my money. Can you spot me a fifty? <laughs> this is oh funny. God. We uh, we go to take our, our vehicles down the thirtieth in Florence. This M and M, they're the best. <laughs> it's really far away. So she's like, Okay, Dad. So since you're making me take my car all the way down there, can you reimburse me for gas on Venmo? I'm like, you little businesswoman. <laughs> she really is. Yeah. That's her eight. That's her gift, though. Yeah. <laughs> She's always thinking about how mm-hmm. to make more, mm-hmm. to do more, to spend more, to have more. And this year, so when you're talking about her having more jobs and all that, so let's talk about the eight just a tiny bit. So mm-hmm. the eight is power, position, money, title, status. But also the bigger picture is that it's about creating balance. So... I'm not surprised she's loaded herself up with an extra job and and she has all these lofty goals, but she needs to really focus on, and this is something that's going to be part of her whole story because it's her birthday energy. She's got to create balance, rest, work, money, having money, having no money, like saving versus spending. Like everything for her is really underlying underneath everything is about how do I create balance with this? And even her life path is a 19, which is a one and a nine, which is opposite ends of the spectrum of one through nine. They're both leaders, but they're leaders in different ways. One wants to be number one and nine is a leader naturally through humanity. So there's a tug of war inside of her about doing things for herself versus doing things for the, for the collective, right? For others. And so she's got that tug of war going on inside of her going, I don't want to feel guilty. Like I could do this for me, but if I did that, I could do three times as much for other people. And like. Because she's a rescuer, like she's probably going to lean more into her nine and three energy, but her eight's always going to be in the back going, what about us? What about us? What about us? Where's the balance? Right? So it's, she needs to know that you spend a little, you save a little, you can, you got to create that balance in things. Goals are great, but you definitely need to create some kind of harmony between those two things. So that otherwise she's going to get exhausted and that's the crash and burn thing, right? So you go too hard and you crash. You, you don't do enough. You you don't have anything. So it's that. It's the balance. Balance is big time. Big time. Lack and reward, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So finding balance is going to be best for her. So my daughter went hard her senior year Mm -hmm. and she had two jobs and I was like, this is great. And she's like so proud of herself. And then it got old. It, it yeah. catches up. And I'm like, you up. really don't need two jobs. 
you yeah. don't need it. You were just doing because you wanted more money, but mm-hmm. do you need it? Yeah. Like you need rest. Yeah. You, you need right. to sleep. Because your priority right now is getting through school. Right. And your they, priority and, is this. Yeah. Right? And they have so much fun. But, and actually, that's another job. It, so it is. then it becomes three jobs. And yeah. it's like, this gives you money, this gives you education and gets you to the next level. Where's the self-care? So, exactly. Right? Yeah. When, are you, when are you sleeping enough? When are you... And that's your fourth job. <laughs> taking care of taking yourself. Taking care of yourself. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So that, that is the balance point, right? She's got to weigh those out. Very good. But yeah. All right. Who's next? Uh, Samantha. 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 If you want, oh, yeah. If you want to drop your birthdays, you can drop them on social you can DMs, text us at 402-403-9478. You can email hey at patentjt.com, all that stuff. And just going to throw this out there real quick right before we get to Samantha too. Coming up in the next month, and I'm not sure if it's going to be next week or the week after or what it's going to be. We're going to start doing Facebook Lives, um, and it's going to be fr- every Friday at 9 is when we're going to mm-hmm. start doing these. And eventually we're going to have Dan on with our Facebook Lives. And we're going to increase those so then we can do a little more interaction. That'll be fun. Lot, little live spot, spot yeah. leads. That'll be yeah. fun, yeah. Yes. So really excited about that coming up as well. But in the meantime, drop us a line because you'll be back on the 25th. Yep, I'm back. Yep. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So moving on to Samantha. So Samantha um, 721, so that we can clarify which Samantha. Okay. 721. So Samantha is very harmony focused. She's a master 11 life path. But she leads with the two energy, which is harmony. Um, Creating that balance with, again, it's a balance energy because it's something that can be evenly divided in half. So any of the numbers that can be evenly divided in half require balance as an underlying theme. Um, Her gift is her three energy. So she's that 11 and that three big givers. And her attitude is a one. Mm -hmm. So with that combination, she's very much a rescuer. And she she wants to be number one at whoever she's helping, whatever she's putting her energy into, she needs to be recognized. She can be very hard on herself. She tends to allow other people to take a priority and she puts herself on the back burner to keep peace. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, She is a leader, a leader here to teach others to lead through her loving example. Right. So that's what we would be like in our, in our, in our loving self. So everybody, we have the, think of it as a spectrum, right? So we all have this spectrum inside of us. And on one end, we've got our most loving version of ourselves. And on the other end, we have our most fearful version of ourselves, right? So our heart cannot be in both places at the same time. So like say when she gets overwhelmed and she's allowed herself to get depleted, she might turn into cranky, a little cranky, but... <laughs> She'd become more of the bully than, mm. than the kind person that she really is. And that's just because she feels like this takes a lot. I'm not going to lie. This takes an enormous amount for this to happen to her. She has to feel cornered before she comes out swinging. Mm-hmm. And she's got such a talent for communication. It's her natural gift. Nice. The communicator is her natural gift. She's a natural counselor. But when people don't take her advice, it gets exhausting to her. <laughs> So she has to remember she can't write other people's stories. Yeah. She can, she needs to, when she does give advice, she needs to do it without attachment to the outcome. So detach from your outcomes, Samantha, and be gentler on yourself because you, you take things far more serious. Um, and I know you feel this because a lot of other people don't, and you can't understand why they don't have that intensity to be the best version of themselves. 
And that's because they didn't come here to be you. And I had to learn that the hard way too. I have that perfectionist attitude as well. And I had to learn that other people didn't come here to be that way. Some people mm-hmm. came here for very different reasons, and I have to be okay with that. It's hard, though, when you see somebody doing something obviously wrong or obviously Unhealthy to a detriment or... to themselves. You just want to, It's yeah. hard to detach from there because you see, like, you guys, if you could see it clearly like I do, you're completely going down this path that's destructive. Es- Why are you doing this? Especially when you're a rescuer energy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you've got that rescuer, you you feel responsible to save people from themselves, but you don't understand that their reason for being here, that's just one of the experiences they've asked to have. Human beings judge experiences. We've been programmed from the time we were born that this is good and this is bad and you want this and you don't want that, right? But that's, Mm -hmm. it's really all neutral until we add our heart to it, right? So we're either adding that loving perspective or that fearful perspective and we are judging things from our own perspective, right. not from their perspective. So we yeah. think that's the end of the world. It would be to me, mm-hmm. but yeah. it may not be to them. That's, right? that's the other side of it. Because you see somebody who's doing something, you know, this is ridiculous. It may not matter to them. No. They may be just absolutely fine with it. It's like... Like living in a dirty house. Right? Like it's just not a priority for that person. person they just don't person. see everything having sure. a place or being labeled and as by a priority the same token, though they can't understand the person that's persnickety clean oh right that's right. like yeah. oh my god did you vacuum six times this week yeah what the hell yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> what is yeah. going on but it and it's just funny because you assign value but you don't it takes a while to, to recognize that not everybody has the same values but the, in mind the beauty right? is that when we accept ourselves as we are mm-hmm. then we have an opportunity to accept people where they are mm-hmm. And that's when you really get that inner peace clicks in. It's the truth. It's, I mean, you finally, when you feel that, yeah. that it's like, it, it's, it, and some, some people would probably say it's uh, not, not giving a damn. Kind of like it's, you know, I don't care. Right. But it's not, it's not apathy. No. At all. It's just that that's okay. Right. I'm, I'm good like whatever. with that. You want to do it, do, do your thing. Is that's it hurting cool. me or other people or yeah. animals? Huh? Right. You yeah. do you, boo. It's That's cool. It. It's I'm cool. Good. Do what you got to do. Do it. Go learn whatever you came here to learn and experience whatever you came yes. here to experience. Guess what my power is to decide whether I participate. And I'm probably not going to <laughs> yeah. if I don't like that. So but go get it. You go get it. I'll be over here <laughs> yeah. doing me. You do you. I'll don't getting, worry about what I'm doing. I'm going to worry right? about what you're doing. You get that. I'll get this. As long as you're not hurting anybody, we cool. We're I don't right. even, I'm fine. Like. That is the, that's one of those things that when you finally hit that moment where you're just like, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. You know, then, wow. What a, that was a hard thing for me to learn. It took me like 38 (laughs) years to learn that. And now I, I did, I, and the way I transitioned myself out of that thought process of being a control freak over everybody else's outcomes is I just ask myself when I'd get all intense, I'd just go, is anybody going to die? Mm-hmm. No, no one's going to die if that plate sits there. <laughs> um, yeah, no yeah. one's going to die and the world definitely won't end. So this is, should, I'm putting this in the priority that it needs to be in, which is super low. Yeah. And if it bothers me so much, I can do it myself. Yeah. For sure. Right? So yeah. then I, so I, I just took back all my power but from that situation. Exactly. And right. if I don't, like that and it keeps happening then i can either leave or they can leave Mm -hmm. 
So, so it's like, again, like we're so angry at people. Some people are so comfortable in anxiety. Some people are so, it's like, that's their home base. Just posted about that right? the other day. So Seriously? people get yeah. comfortable in their uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, and I used to be that way. I grew up in a house where I had to walk on eggshells and there was danger and it was, it wasn't a safe <laughs> and I didn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. And, um, so when I grew up and started dating, I actually picked people that created that, recreated that environment for me. Made you feel so comfortable. I was comfortable in my uncomfortable. Like I was comfortable in my anxiety. I knew know. how to survive yeah. in that kind of environment. Like when someone was kind, I did not know how to survive in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not know when somebody was nice to me, I was like, what's your angle? Right. Yeah. Because I grew up in a manipulative place, yeah. right? So I grew up with people manipulating me. So I was like, what's your angle? Why are you being nice to me? Why are you giving me things? What do I owe you if you do that for me? So I had to grow out of that. And that took most of my story, right? Like, exactly. From right. birth to like, yeah. Well, but that's also part of the journey. Like, that's what I came here to do was peel off the things that aren't me. Exactly. And I'm not that person. I'm not that. I'm not that fearful person anymore. Once you recognize it too. Yeah. You may not, you don't even realize, a lot of people I think that, that stay angry or stay tense or whatever that, that place is, mm-hmm. don't even realize that that's where they're at. You know, it's, it's like, that's just, they're normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and once they see it, it's like, wow. <laughs> and you don't have to stay there. Right. No. And you don't have to stay there. And that's, that's the part about taking your power back. Like, yeah. but you have to have all the yeah. pieces and it's, and that's really what I do for people when they come see that's me true. is we sit down and I look at your story with you and we work together to figure out, okay, what program beliefs are you walking around with that keep you in this place of discomfort? And, and for some people, do you think that, that it's a control thing though, too? Like, like I'm thinking of a stereotypical, um, when you're talking about mom is mad because you didn't put the dishes away and to a ridiculous point, right? Like (laughs) that, that level. And it's like, my God, why are you that mad about this all the time? And why is it so easy to get there so quickly? Right. Is that because for them to walk away from it is giving up. It's like all of a sudden now they can't make you do what they wanted you to do. It's all control. So it's It's a false sense of security. Control is a false sense of security. That's it. And I, I had it. I ran my house like a general. Yep. Like my house, like my daughter, <laughs> she's the polar opposite of me. She's the person who's and teaching just, me that she was here to teach me to let it go. Chill. She was in and then she is still teaching me to let it go. <laughs> that's something that I think that's where some people maybe trip up because it's letting go of that is saying I'm not in charge of that. I can't make you do what right. I want you to do anymore. So that but, comes from not mm-hmm. feeling in control inside of you. Right. So when people are overly controlling outside, they're trying to create some sense of security because they don't have it on the inside. All you micromanagers yeah. out there. And I help, see you. Well, that's what I do. I help yeah. people flip it, right? Yeah. I help you flip that power back inside of you mm-hmm. so that you don't have to feel that way outside of you. And I think what we're doing what you do yeah. and basing it on what you base your information on birthdays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think it helps people get to that end a lot quicker because they see that it's like data versus somebody's opinion, right. like a therapist or whatever, mm-hmm. where they give you their opinion on their behavior. Right. They're seeing the actual data based on their birthday. And like, yeah. I totally make sense. So they, it's like a roadmap. You yeah. can recognize see it. Themselves. You can recognize yourself and you it's can a blueprint. hundred yeah. percent blueprint. It's a blueprint. It's a blueprint for your frequencies, which is the energy that yeah. you put out and the things that you attract. Everything I do is energy related. 
It's How many all times frequency. have we talked about that recently? Twice I mean, this week with I mean, Andy and then you. Yeah, yeah. Every, all the yeah. time. Andy yeah. Myers uh-huh. was in. We were talking about frequency. Josh Heard, we were yeah. talking about frequency. Yeah. Yep. Um, and you hear more and more people are familiar with it now. More and more people have heard of it. More and more people understand it. Why am I attracting this? Yes. Is it mine? Is it, am I, am why I am owning I something that's not mine? Right. What in this? And here's the thing. We did come here with things to be attracted to for the experiences of it, Right. Right. Being a control freak and also what the opposite of that is, is which is knowing where my power is, right? Yes. Only inside me. So every time I try to control the outer world, I go, oh, look what I'm doing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So what do I have control over? Uh, Well, none of that. So I can decide whether to participate or leave. Exactly. And that's in everything. And that's empowering. It Once is. you realize that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This yeah. isn't for me. I had a great friend come to me and go, I'm going to put on this retreat and I can't wait. And I really need a, I really want a sound person there. And I really want you to do this. Mm-hmm. It's outside <laughs> at night <laughs> in the woods. What? <laughs> I'm like, Sorry. Um, I am incredibly flattered, <laughs> but I'm out. But I feel like this is an honest. I was just being honest, yeah. And I was just like, you know, I honestly feel like it would be harder for me because I use tuning forks mm-hmm. to do the frequency work. I really feel like for the number of people she wants there, it would take a long, very long time for me to hit each person individually. And I said, you know, I'm really getting that. This is you need to bring someone in who does bowls. Freak for the sound, oh, right? Because okay. yeah. she can sit in the middle of the circle of women, yeah. right? Or people. It doesn't have to be all chicks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she can sit in the middle and she can just vibrate that sound out in the circle. Right. It doesn't have to be like where I'm just like really focusing on the individual. This person can hit all 15 people at once, right? So that's what I suggested her. I said, I am absolutely honored that you thought mm-hmm. of me and I'm flattered. And it just isn't. It doesn't match me. Doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like it That's matches me. That's something for a lot of people too is is trusting your gut. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> getting to getting to a place where when you feel like something's not right, don't give it up. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. Don't, to, right. don't give it's it up. It's okay for things not to be for you. Right. And 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 don't don't just accept because it'll make other people uncomfortable if you say okay fine I'll just get along. You know it's like if you know something isn't the way it's supposed to be. Right. Go go with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Trust your gut. And that's what I teach people to do yep. in my sessions as well, is that yep. I help them move, understand what, what's in the mind and how does mm-hmm. the mind work versus the heart versus the gut. Yeah. And which order to listen to them in mm-hmm. and how to move the energy from mm-hmm. the head into the heart to communicate with the gut, right? Exactly. So moving that energy down because fear and programming Live in the head. That's exactly what it is. Because think about this. Mm-hmm. Something happens to you and your first gut instinct is, Ugh, no, mm-hmm. not for you. But then your head jumps and goes, it'll be rude. You don't want to disappoint someone. You don't want to look like that. Per- they might not invite you again. Mm-hmm. Like think about all the things that go through your mind in a split second, mm-hmm. trying to control the outcome. Trying to make you doubt think yourself. You, doubt, you know, well, we all want to be included. We all want to be. Well, that's what you're programmed to. Right. From the time you're a right. little kid. hundred percent. You need, you want them you to need like them. You? Your family, <laughs> yeah. you, ha- you have to do everything. Don't you're, embarrass us. Your family is the most important thing and you can't go against your family and you have to be there for your family no matter what they do. And I'm here to tell you that your family are your biggest challengers. They know where all your buttons are and they came here to push them. Mm-hmm. And so 
We can't be so overly committed to that. They're here to help you grow. That's Mm -hmm. not always a peaceful process. Right. Right. We're not always going to have, we can't live our whole lives. Think about the generations and how this works. Like our families owned a dry cleaner. Not, this is just a story. We don't own a dry cleaner. (laughs) Just to be clear. So a, a family owns a dry cleaning store for five generations. Right. Miserable, miserable, miserable. The last three generations didn't want anything to do with that store, (laughs) but because there's this implied legacy, legacy, you have to do it. You'll disappoint grandpa. You'll disappoint dad. You'll, you know, it's the family business. You have to do it. And then you have a kid and then you're like, no, I had to do it. So you have to do it. Even though Mm -hmm. I'm miserable. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. And this perpetuates for generations until somebody's a cycle breaker and says, no, thank you. Yeah. And Good. then they're like, dad's been mad at you and giving you the silent treat for 25 years because you wouldn't take over the business and you insulted him thinking that it wasn't good enough for you or, you know, yeah, right. but it had nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. And that dad is mad because he didn't want to do it either. And the, the and yeah. part didn't want to do it either. Think, yeah. The thing too is that the thing that they didn't switch flip the script is that, wow, you raised a child that thinks for themselves. You well, actually did a great, this is a great service of what you did for your child. They don't look at the, uh-huh. the insulted, right? And it's like, no, wait, you did something really, they should be good. complimented. Yeah. It's actually you know? more about them. Like everything yeah. is about the person, right? We mm-hmm. think in terms of ourselves. when we're offended, why are we offended? Right. It had nothing to do with you. I guarantee whatever someone else chooses to do has nothing to do they with you. They didn't sit there going, how can I really piss her off? Well, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah. they might do that. But what they're really doing is they're still trying to find an authentic way of expressing something in themselves. Like everything we do, we do for ourselves. When when we go above and beyond for somebody, we want credit. Yeah. We want an even exchange of energy in some way. And We're that's all okay. looking for, And that's the thing. We vilified <laughs> Wanting things for ourselves, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That That's person works extra hours and they make extra and they make more money and they got the promotion. Mm. Hmm. Dummy. <laughs> right? That's right? what we do. We're oh, like, this stupid. Oh, he's an idiot. He doesn't have a life. And yeah. But like, here we are wishing we had the money, the Egg. car, the boat, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. 100%. Again, but we're, we're also comparing ourselves. Mm-hmm. 100%. Again. And, and again, we're not being authentic. Again. And, and, and what brings most, what brings you peace? Being authentic. Being able to say, ah, that I am so flattered, but it doesn't, it's not going to work for me. Does that not feel good? Do you remember there was a movement and before people, I think, really realized the whole, <clears throat> understanding to trust your gut um it's okay to say no that, that i remember when that's first the, the, the first time that kind of hit me and it's been a while but i'm and it's like you don't have to volunteer for everything you don't have to be available for everybody you don't ha- you can say no and you don't have to make an excuse yeah either you, yeah. you can just say oh i'm sorry i can't and walk away yeah you don't have to say because right you have to no, yeah. right? no, no is a complete sentence <laughs> exactly yeah and it's okay and just let just it sit that. there it's yeah. so awkward though like no Okay, so I, that's, actually, that's actually one of the things that I help people with is for these empathic people who feel like they can't say no, I can teach you how to say no. And it's okay. So if somebody... And it feels so good. Well... Once you get good at it. Yeah. If you, when you say no, people say why. So you make a statement that doesn't, does not leave an open end for a question. Mm-mm. Say, you know, I'm just not feeling that. How can anyone tell you what you feel? Good you know, point. I'm not, I'm just, that doesn't feel like it's for me. It doesn't resonate. That's okay. 
you know, I think I'm going to pass that. I feel like that's not right timing for me. There you go. Yeah, no comeback. Exactly. No, there's, right. and you've closed the, the book on that and you didn't have to say no. There is a, there is a comeback. You could just, they could say whatever. <laughs> like, and that's just like, what do you say back to that? Nothing. You don't have to. Just feel like, wow. Whatever. Right. Okay. Because mm. inside their head, they're going, what? I just got well, mind screwed. And, but, but, but why? Because every, if you ever want to know why anything, it's because everyone is trying to get their own needs met. Yeah. Why is that person mad that you didn't commit? Because they counted on you doing it for them. Mm-hmm. Here's my answer to every, whenever, whenever I worry about when I have to tell somebody I'm, that that's not for me or whatever. Yeah. Everybody, um, I just went blank. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no. Oh, I remember now. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> you had a good run there. Let's see. We've been about. That's like, pretty good. Dang, yeah, we did, yeah. did pretty good without Doing a squirrel. No, didn't no, right? the yeah. whole time. That's crazy. I just squirreled again. <laughs> just because we started laughing and then my brain went. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Let me okay. say it before I forget. Okay. Say it. If I don't do this. Somebody else will. There are billions of people on this planet right now. You are not the end stop. You are not the last salvation for this person's yeah, request. Good point. I guarantee they are going to be resourceful enough. If they need this done and they don't want to do it, they will find someone that's else to do it. You're right. So exactly. you need to let yourself off the hook and remember so it's kind that's of a, not your issue. Kind of narcissistic. To accept because you worry that they can't find somebody else that you're not replaceable. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's actually selfish. It's actually a, a lack of self love. Bottom what line, it is because it's a fear of of rejection. It's a yeah. fear of being un unloved. Right. It's a fear of rejection. Really yeah. When you but. say yes to everything, it's because you're afraid that you won't be useful, that you won't be needed. Right. You need pe- a lot of people. And yeah. this is really inherent for people who carry any of the master numbers or the three or the six or the nine. These numbers need to be needed. It's a core experience they came here to have. So right. if you need to be needed and you are answering every call that comes in, you're the mom that gets to, ends up being PTA president. <laughs> and you're the one that ends up everybody calls you when they need something and you're flattered, but you're way overcommitted. You've got to be extended. You have right? overextended yourself <laughs> and you're yeah. doing things for people exhausted. who aren't even your priority. Your, your kids are your priority, but yet you're covering and doing all these things for all these other people because you're afraid... If you're not doing that, that you aren't, that they don't not, love you, they won't love you, that you're, you're going to be rejected, that you'll be left out, that they won't consider you for the next thing that you really wanted. This is the only reason you're doing this is so that you can step into this other position, but you want people to see how smart and valuable you are. Crazy. So you keep taking things on yeah. and yeah. you get overlooked because it's not even about who does it. It's about popularity. It is, and, and in the end, you're right. Because people forget who did do mm-hmm. all those things. Right. You're named it. They just know everything got done. It got done. They don't yeah. know who did it. Yeah. Interesting, too, because we have that. We know that person <clears throat> that was underappreciated because he did everything mm-hmm. because nobody else even knew what needed to be done. And you know who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and he was, he did every. And, and when he's not around, things don't happen. Uh-huh. But nobody realizes it's because he's not around. Uh-huh. They just realize things weren't getting done. So that person's not, not allowing so on their end of this scenario, what their part of that they need to play in this is that they're not allowing others to give back to them. Yes. 
to keep themselves relevant and necessary and needed. But what they're missing is that even exchange of energy where they need to let others do for them. Mm-hmm. And they need to cut out the relationships that are not even exchanges of energy. That's where they found value. That's where he finds value. In he, he, it's right temporary. Now, it's, it's, so think it's about like what fills. Think right? about what fills your cup. Right. Mm-hmm. Every day somebody wakes up. If you know yourself and you love yourself and you accept yourself where you are, your cup. You wake up every day. It's already full. You don't need yeah. anybody to give you compliments or praise you or any of that stuff. Those are right. just bonuses when they happen. Right. Right. But when you wake up and your cup is empty, you wake up and you're thirsty and you need everybody to fill your cup up. So you start (laughs) doing things that create environments that allow people to show up for you. Some people see that as a negative thing and we'll call it being an energy vampire. But those people just don't know how to fill their own cup. Interesting. Right? So, and that we said it before on here before about um, next time you see somebody and you think they're attention or attention seeking rethink that and see it as connection sinking, uh, seeking, yes. right? Because what is that person? Why are they so thirsty? Yeah. Right. Something's going on. Why are they yeah, so yeah. thirsty? So, I mean, even that slang fits perfectly, it, which is so weird. I just thought it all just happened. And I didn't even plan that. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, when you first said it, I was like, that is really weird that that is the word that's used because your people yeah. are trying to fill their cup. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is. And why, my, why, why so thirsty? Uh-huh. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and go back to why does anybody do anything? Yeah. Because they're trying to get their needs met. Fantastic. Whether they're doing it from a loving place or a fearful place, their, their goal is still the same goal, and that is to get their needs met. 100%. So you do that, and you do this for people all the time. Oh, so yeah. how do people get a hold of you? Full time. Um, you can text me or call me, but make sure you leave a message. If I don't have your name in my phone, I'll, it'll go to voicemail. Um, 402-960-0624. And, and the session typically a a brand new client session is an hour and a half long guys. So Mm -hmm. this isn't a short thing. We're going to dig in. We're going to unpack some stuff. We're we're going to unpack and we're going to just an introductory meeting. We're going to look at (laughs) your, we're going to look at your gifts and we're going to look at your, at your, um, your challenges and we're going to turn them all into positives. Sweet. Awesome. Well, Thank we, you so much. Yeah, Absolutely. Two Thank weeks you for filling we'll have, our cups. Yeah, right? <laughs> She'll be back in three it weeks. It was mutual. Yeah. yeah. It's an even okay. exchange of energy. <laughs> or I wouldn't be here. I'd be like, That's guys, right. I got to go. Like, That's not feeling right for me today. Really, Whatever. I'm not feeling it. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Dana, thanks for coming in. Yeah. Pat and JT Podcast. A Huda Media Production.